It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Okay, yesterday, a Longhorn baseball gets the win. They uh, defeated Air Force 7-1. Ryland Galvan is a guy, speaking from guys down along the Gulf Coast, played, of course, for Adrian Alanis in that state championship program at Sinton. And uh, says he's learned quite a bit as uh, he is kind of understudying, you might say, under uh, Garrett Gilmette, but playing, and I think David Pearson done a good job spelling him in, working in, while keeping Garrett's bat in line because it's been hot of late. Had him as the has as the DH yesterday, and and then Galvan uh, hit his third home run of the season yesterday. And interesting conversation that he had with Ty Harrington after the ball game. Tell us a little bit about what your approach is hitting wise. Uh, just trying to stay through the middle of the field, let the ball get deep, let it travel. You know. Uh, just be on time for the fastball, and if I can get some off-speed cat early, but those balls is a fastball, so I was able to uh, let it travel, get deep, and eventually go over the right field wall. All right, you've been the midweek catcher and and, and Phil on Saturdays as well. You get more comfortable behind the plate and get more accustomed to your pitching staff as it goes along. Yeah, just trying to go out there uh, in the days I catch and just make uh, our pitching staff as comfortable and trying to make them better each day I go out there. And that's the main goal is just try to be the best guy back there behind the plate. And whether I hit or not, that's just a bonus right now. But right now, just trying to go back there and be the best guy I can behind the plate and make my team better and um, help our team win. Got a quick turnaround with conference coming up, coming out of last week with Oklahoma State. You guys came out today with a little bit of fire offensively, you know, coming out of there. And so moving forward, your thoughts, your confidence, as you as an individual and this team moving forward into this weekend. Uh, just try to come out here, play my role as best I can, and uh, give the guys a chance to win while I'm in there. And uh, going forward, I feel like we're in a really good spot. You know, after we are kind of um, felt like, you know, we really, really didn't lose that series in a way, but we kind of gave it to them. And we felt like we definitely could have had that series one, but uh, we feel like we're playing really good baseball right now and keep winning moving forward. How yeah. often do you call Coach Alanese after games like this? Oh, I usually text him. On a daily, we're texting on a daily basis, so uh, he he gives me a text or we get on a call, and it's always good to talk to him. Yeah, that's a really cool uh, uh, moment there talking about how he and uh, Coach Alanese uh, text pretty regularly. Hey, Adrian Alanis draws some high praise from none other than uh, our broadcast partner on many Longhorn uh, baseball games, and you hear him obviously uh, doing the play-by-play on Longhorn Network Television, our own Keith Moreland, who says he believes Adrian Alanis can be a collegiate head coach. Really? He's that impressed by how he's worked with the guys. He said that guy can coach at the collegiate level. He He could be a guy that could do that. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. He's a great high school player. Yep. Uh, we know he was a great pitcher at Texas, played pro ball, mm-hmm. and yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and is already an accomplished and championship high school head coach. That is so all the modern. Might be able to awesome. take – yeah. All right. Um, so uh, there's the baseball thing. And, again, cross your fingers on this because of the weather forecast. But the plan is 6.30 tomorrow night, 6.30 Friday night, and noon – 
Saturday would be the start time of the three games. And it's a real tight window. So for folks who don't know the rule about the Big 12 Conference, well, if they get rained out the rest of the weekend, it's supposed to be nice. You just make it up on Sunday. That's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. From the time you land, you basically have three days. They don't put a, a stopwatch on you and say, you got 72 hours, go. They don't do that. But you can't drag it into an extra day. Yeah. I I got a feeling we might be playing two on Saturday. And if they play two, may have to start at nine in the morning. Yeah. Because... Uh, it, from what I understand, Kansas State has a commercial flight to get out in time to Gene play. Taylor, out. come on, help your guys out, help the conference out with the standings. Yeah, get them a charter. Yeah, that'd uh, be nice. Um, stop, before we hear football, because I, I want to hear the start cut about uh, edge rushers, which is another position. I'm going through all the a lot of the position groups that fascinate me this spring. Actually, we need to hear about David Benda and the edge rushers. Um, switch it over and do some defense after talking offense last hour. Quick basketball note. You're, this is where you're going to start hearing about some guys and their plans. You know, you've got Dylan DeSue, uh, Dylan Mitchell, Arterio Morris. Those guys have some decisions to make uh, as far as their futures go. You'll start, and you already hearts are with some of these guys, start to hear some buzz. You'll start to hear because this is the week that RT was supposed to sit down with those guys and have That's the right. exit meetings. Right. So this is when you'll start to hear, hey, maybe this guy's coming back. Maybe this guy might be looking at his options. Maybe he's going to do the draft waters but keep the eligibility bit going. So yeah. just keep an eye on that stuff. I do know, Craig, I did talk to someone in the building yesterday very, very briefly, and it sounds like it's just been, you know, every because a lot a lot of guys, you talk about assistant coaches, support staff, a lot of, a lot of people until RT for sure was getting the job, they didn't know what their status was. So right. now it's a lot of, okay, now that you know that you're in, Plus, now you're behind on the portal because you were playing games while a lot of other people were in the portal. It's just been a lot of catch-up this week for yep. the staff. So uh, everybody's kind of drinking through a fire hose over there. Expect today and I think maybe by the end of the weekend, by the time you get to the weekend, everything will start settling down a little bit. But it's been uh, it's been a crazy few days yeah. in the basketball facility, as I was told. So yeah, just keep yeah an eye, I would imagine. Keep an eye on that. Uh, let's go ahead and hear these two cuts from Sark. Craig, my, again, my g- candidate for the John Harris <laughs> out of nowhere award in 2023 is David Benda, and I asked Sark about him yesterday. And also, you'll hear him talk about Keaton Crawford. I didn't. I I mentioned Keaton's name, but how refreshing is it for he and the staff to have fourth, fifth year guys that you can count on? They didn't get in the portal. They've kind of paid their dues, and now reaping the benefits of some patience. Sark got into all of that on this cut. I think David's had a had a good spring, but I think it started for David in winter, right? Um, I think he had a good winter conditioning. Uh, I thought he was he was very intentional uh, in his approach, not only from a physical standpoint in the conditioning aspect of it all, but also in in, in getting with Coach Choate and digesting the scheme and, and what it looked like and, and how we wanted him to play. Um, and it's showing up. You know, he, he is playing he's playing good football for us. Probably the best we've best version of David Benda that we've seen to go along with a Keaton Crawford. I think this is the best version of Keaton Crawford. He's still doing what he's always done on special teams. He you know he blocked the field goal Saturday, um, which is what we always expect of him is the special team stuff. But um, what he's doing in the secondary now um, is very comforting to know that a guy can grow into that position. And the beauty of it is with those guys, they've earned their opportunities. Then now they're getting their opportunities, and and they can be a model for a younger player who, living in this world of instant gratification of they show up and why aren't they starting now? Well, here's two prime examples of guys that have grown into a role um, and have worked at it to to now contribute to the team. And so 
Hey, I, you know, again, we're very appreciative of it because we invest a lot in our players, you know, from the moment they arrive. Um, and so when they stick it out one year, two years, three years now in their case, uh, and now they can reap the benefits of the work they've put in, the investment we've made in them in, in all capacities of life, um, I think it's a win for everybody. And I was gonna, we we're going to have some more audio, but uh, we'll save that for tomorrow on the edge rushers and, and get a little more into the Texas defense. But that's a lot of the stuff we've been talking about all week and really through all spring, Craig. Right some, of about those, some of those veteran guys.